This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about how um, and when can you bring in help and how can you delegate things so that as an entrepreneur, mom who homeschools, you are not drowning. And if you are homeschooling and running a business, raise your hand if you've ever felt like you're drowning, like you're spinning so many plates (laughs) that you don't know how to keep them all going. And we don't want any of us to be living in that place for very long. Mm -hmm. And so the best way to maximize our efforts, to maximize our time, our energy, even our giftings is to know when and how and what to delegate and pass on to someone else. And so there's so much we could say about this topic. Um, The first time I ever actually heard someone talk about this and I gave myself permission to want to delegate and hire people to help me in my home was when I was at an entrepreneurial conference and I heard one of my mentors now, I didn't know her then. um, And she said, if you're thinking you can't run a business and homeschool and and raise and disciple your kids, start thinking bigger. Think about hiring a tutor or hiring a nanny or hiring house cleaners. And I had never even allowed myself to dream of that. I had never even given myself permission. I was the person who, when my girls were little, was doing the tutoring and do, and cleaning other people's houses and babysitting other people's kids. I was the nanny or the tutor or the house cleaner. So it never ever occurred to me that I could be the person that hires or employs those people never was on my register, not even like 1%, but that one conversation, how many of you guys have ever heard like, like one talk, one presentation, one story totally like lifted the veil, (laughs) removed the scales. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to allow myself to want that. I'm going to allow myself to think that, that I can get there and that that's an okay thing. I think prior to that, I also kind of judged moms. Um, again, super transparent with you guys about just kind of the religious spirit that I lived under for many, many years. But I would judge the moms who would hire people to come in and help them because I thought, well, I want to be the kind of mom who can do all those things. I want to cook the meals. I want to clean the. I want to clean my own house. I want to do all these things. Why would I hire someone to do something I can do myself? That's not very wise stewardship. That's so not true. <laughs> it's really actually very wise stewardship to outsource things that are not in line with my gifting and my best use of my time so that I can stay focused on the thing that is my 
zone of genius or my um, area of expertise and the, mm-hmm. the most exponential fruit. All that to say, wherever you guys are on this journey, if you've never even considered this, or if you're like, I'm ready. I was ready last week. Tell me what I should outsource. I'm ready to go. Just allow yourself to think bigger and dream bigger in terms of what can be delegated, how it can be done, and know that it's not bad to want that. It doesn't mean you're less of a mom to want to have support. So Sarah, for someone who's just starting to think in terms of like, what can I delegate or outsource to prevent overwhelm or minimize overwhelm, what would you say are like the first things that a mom should think about or focus on? Okay. So I'm the exact opposite of Liz in the sense that (laughs) I know you guys are surprised. (laughs) So surprised when I first started my, um, I had an, I have an Etsy business. When I first started that, like the first thing I did with the money that I had was reinvest it back into the business, not in the sense of advertising, but I hired a seamstress because I didn't want to sew any, I didn't even know how to sew. So I hired a seamstress and I also hired, um, a nanny to come to my house two days a week. And I also started paying for my kids to go to, because they were littler at the time, I started paying them for them to go two days a week to a Mother's Day Out program. I know not everywhere has Mother's Day Out. Texas, that's a really big deal. It's like from nine to one, you take them to a church. The churches have programs. And so the first money I had from my business went into childcare (laughs) because I was like, I need to have some like, um, some time just for me to be able to work. And that, you know, it's hard when you have littles, like Emma was um, one, and James was three. So they were little, little. And that that went for a little while until actually the Lord told me to stop. And he said, now I want you to do your business with your kids at home with you. <laughs> so that was a whole other season. <laughs> but mm-hmm. so, you know, like be led by the Lord in this. There's whatever he's saying, like you can, you can do it even if your kids are at home. But I think the conversation is like, so there's two ways to delegate. You can either delegate to an outside external person that's coming into your home, or you can delegate to your kids. And if you have kids that are above, you know, four, I don't know, what, what age did you start your kids with chores? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think that they started doing like more chores, probably five and up. Like right now, Charlotte's four. And she's starting to help with like picking up after herself more and keeping track of her things. And that is starting to become more of a thing where she can even like help unload the dishwasher and dry the dishes and things like that. But like, I remember very clearly when, when Maya was five, I had her start doing her own laundry. (laughs) My mom thought I was absolutely nuts, like a slave (laughs) driver. So yeah, four or five and up, they can start to really... Yeah. On some serious duties. <laughs> well, and I know for sure, 100%, I never, I don't remember ever cleaning my kids' rooms. Like even when they were younger, I was teaching them how to do it because I wanted to raise up some kids that could clean their yeah. room. And you have to yeah. teach a kid how to do that. They don't just magically know. You have to teach them what it means to put things in a bin or what it means to dust a dust a table or how you do things. So I've done both. Like I've, I've had outside help come in. And then I've had years of training up my kids and I've always looked at it for, with my kids as part of their homeschool. I don't compartmentalize as like, this is homeschool academics and this is homeschool learning how to like live. (laughs) You're part of the family. So this is part of what you do. But, you know, currently my kids, they do all their own laundry. I mean, they, 
they help put it in the washing machine. I actually put the soap in and get it going and take it out when it's dry, but they put away all their own clothes. I, I don't put away any of their clothes. They sweep the floor. They clean their rooms. They dust the living room area, my bedroom, their bedroom. They clean the bathroom mirrors and they clean the bathroom part of the counter. So what's left for me in our house is very actually minimal. And they've been doing that for a while. And I know your kids have two Liz, like where we have delegated to them. So I'm not overwhelmed by cleaning my house. Like, it's not like I'm trying to run a business, clean my whole house every day, make all the meals, (laughs) homeschool my kids. Like these are the areas where you can start delegating those things out. So how do you do it? And how have you transitioned from just having inside help to having outside help also? Yeah. Um, very similar. My kids do their own laundry. We have so many kids that we have to assign days. So, um, they know their day. They, they do all of the Charlotte doesn't do her laundry yet, but everyone else, they are responsible and they know that by the end of the day, everything has to be done, put away, and ready for the next person to use the stuff the next day. Someday I'm hopeful that we'll have another set of washer and dryers. <laughs> we do have, you know, well, we have eight people living here now. So it's, it's a lot. So sometimes even in one week, we used to like the kids that would share a bedroom would share a hamper and share a laundry day. And now that, you know, the bigger they get and the more they change their clothes, it's kind of like this crazy thing. So anyway, so they do their laundry. We have like a system in place for before and after meals, because it's like, you know, you're running a small restaurant when you have that many people to feed. So somebody sweeps, somebody wipes down the table and the counter, somebody puts away food, leftovers, somebody loads the dishwasher, somebody washes all the bigger dishes by hand and puts them away. So all of that is like streamlined and systemized. Um, we have some outside chores cause we have animals outside. My husband's so good. Cause sometimes like, especially in the winter, the kids will start to kind of slip on like who's supposed to feed the animals. So my husband will sometimes pick up their slack with those kind of things and who goes and gets the eggs when it's freezing cold outside. But anyway, so when it comes to transitioning to outside the home, help. I wish I would have, my mentors always said, as soon as you can afford to do it, do it. And I was paralyzed because even when I like in theory, I could afford to, I, I guess I still had some mindset stuff around it. And there was still just this fear of like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I think I can afford it, but something changes and then I can't afford it. And I let someone down. What it like, there were all these, what ifs. So I delayed from when I could technically afford it to when I actually did it by way too long. And I wish that I would have taken the advice of my mentors and just taken action as soon as you can afford it. Because what it allows you to do is really, um, especially when you're building a business, focus on the income producing activities and not be spread so thin between other things that are not number one, your passion or number two, your gifting. So the first thing I hired was a house cleaner because even though the kids were doing the everyday, like picking up their stuff, they would dust, they would, you know, do those little things. Like I, I probably could have delegated even more, but there, here's what was happening. They weren't always doing like hundred percent, the quality that I wanted. And there were so many of them in so many different directions. And our house was this, like, it was just overwhelming for me to try to fix. So the first thing I delegated was a house cleaner coming in like bi-weekly. And that was huge just to like leave the house, go. So we'd usually like go visit my parents or something for the day or go run errands. And we came home and everything was like sparkling. The beds were made. The floors had been vacuumed and mopped. Everything was like, so that was the first thing that made a huge, huge difference because I, 
you know, every two weeks, everything was being touched from top to bottom, things that the kids would miss and that I didn't want to deal with. And then the second thing was hiring a nanny. She comes four days a week and she helps with, with the kids' school. She helps with entertaining the, um, our youngest and helps with meal planning, helps with cooking, helps with like all the, she's basically like, like an extra me. And again, I would always <laughs> advise as soon as you can afford to do that, do it because like life is so much better with her in our lives. I'm actually for so long, I thought, well, this is like a weakness thing, like that I need a nanny, even though I'm home all day. No, I'm actually a much better mom when I have someone here to help and the kids are happier and they're not again, like as your business grows and, and requires more of your time, there comes like a point of decision where it's like, I have to hire, you know, someone to help with the business and or someone to help with the house and or someone to help with the kids because you only have so many hours a day. I I did hire a virtual assistant for the business too. I guess that actually was the first thing I did now that I'm talking about it. But anyway, having outside help come in doesn't mean the kids now don't do chores. It's in addition to, yeah. So that the, I don't know if I did that in the right order or not in hindsight, but I brought in a virtual assistant to do kind of the more monotonous business things. Then I hired the house cleaner And now I have the nanny who does all things. She's yeah. And this is why, you know, we talked about like, it can be a long time before your business is actually producing income for you that you're Mm -hmm. like, it's like a surplus because when you have a business and you have kids, like some of the first money that you're making is going back into things like this so Mm -hmm. that you can grow it. And so you know, don't be afraid to put your money into things that make your business grow, even though you can't like touch it yet. Like you can't spend it on like fun things yet. You have to use your, your money wisely, like a seed to plant it back into your business so that your business can grow even more. And I remember when I hired, um, the seamstress for my business and I had the money technically, but it was still kind of a stress, you know, cause I was selling on Etsy. Like you can't guarantee that you're going to sell a certain amount every month. Like you just don't know. But what it did to me mentally is it put a demand on me to keep pursuing and pushing forward in my business. And it was like, it put a demand on God too. like, all right, like, here we go, Lord. Like I'm going to the next step. I'm taking a step of faith. And I'm believing that when I do this thing that is wise and makes sense for the business, that my business will grow. And it did like it kept growing because it's like the principle of like, once you let go of something, you leave space for something else to come in. So like, once you're not afraid to let go of the money and to invest it into, you know, both your kids or your business, your home or whatever, um, that investment has a a return in, in a couple different ways. Like the, the goal is that it helps your business keep growing, but also like mentally it, it's like, it's like game on for you. Like now you're like legit, (laughs) you gotta like, you gotta have have things counting on you. And so when you have like a, and that kind of accountability where people are counting on you to pay them, it causes you to rise to a higher level and to perform at a higher level. And so it's really interesting what that does, um, to your, your brain. So we really want to encourage you guys to, to really think about how can you, um, is there anything in your home that you can be delegating to your kids that you're doing unnecessarily that they could be doing and learning amazing life skills. And it can be part of their homeschool. If you guys remember on my checklist of like 
math, language arts, Bible study, clean your room, clean the living room. Like, it, yeah. you know, and you have like a, a list, you know, they have, it's part of their homeschool. This is how we view it. It's not compartmentalized. And, and honestly, like our laundry is so different because we only have two kids. It's like literally on Saturdays, we do laundry <laughs> one day, yeah. one day a week. <laughs> um, so my kids know like laundry happens on the weekend, but yeah, I don't, I lost my train of thought. Do you have anything to say? That's so funny. I'm like trying to wrap my brain around what that would be like. Amazing. One day a week. I mean, I think it's just giving yourself the permission to anything that you don't enjoy and anything that isn't moving the needle forward, either in homeschooling or business can probably be passed off and um, just letting your getting super creative with how to make that happen. It's, it's just been such that my, that one mindset shift has really opened the door. Like you said, it's, it's exactly what you said. It puts a demand on you and we don't, we never, we always underestimate, I think what we're capable of. And we always think that it's little at the beginning. And so as you're growing and in this becoming process, you have to put the demand on yourself so that you can enlarge your territory mm-hmm. so that you can expand your potential. And then for, for those of us who like me are kind of like, I can be a little bit of a perfectionist, a little bit of a control stuff thing. Like it's hard for me to sometimes delegate things because I like things done a certain way. And I found, especially in my business, the first virtual assistant team that I hired, they would be like, well, can we do your social media or can we do this or can we do that? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm really funny about grammar and spelling and I like things to look a certain way. And so I had to like wrestle with myself to even like delegate things to the people I was paying to do things. And this is so embarrassing, but like I would pay them a monthly retainer. And sometimes they would not have worked the like amount of hours that I was paying them to work because I had not delegated enough things to them because I had a hard time letting go. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> but if some maybe someone can relate and that'll give you freedom that you're not alone. So letting go of like things have to be a certain way and I have to be doing all the things is just a huge part of your growth into a leader and knowing that, yeah, it, it might not be exactly what I want. And it might require some coaching and correction and like figuring out, but it's, that's part of the growth process. That's part of getting to the next level as an entrepreneur is letting things go and staying super focused on what your area of expertise is and doing the only the things that only you can do. Anything that someone else can do at some point, depending on your goals and, and how big you want to grow your business, at some point, you're probably gonna have to delegate a lot. All right. Well, you guys have an amazing weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.